run at it shouting. Do as he says, run at it shouting. Hello. We are back. Um, so I guess the best best way to do this part is to just... Let me turn my phone off. Um, you can, I think you can do like a thing where you raise your hand. Yeah, you can do that in reactions or participants. And just to let everyone know, I'm recording now, just so it, only the audio, just to put it on my website uh, with all the other great podcasts. If, um, if you don't want to be on the podcast or you say something you regret, then just drop me a line. I'll take it out. All right. <laughs> no slagging anyone off. <laughs> yeah, it always happens, but yeah. <laughs> um, Jacinda. Hello again. <laughs> Mine's kind of like a two-part question about the self-takes. Um, like with the scene, not sure which take to do, is it okay to do two takes? And also, I know, I can't remember who did it, but someone put take one and then the scene, then take two. So does that help for you knowing straight away if, okay, there's going to be two takes. If you don't like the first one, like in the 10 seconds, skip that one to the second one. Does that help or just don't do it? I guess. Oh, it's such a good question. For me personally, I like it when um, the take, if you're, if you're sending in two takes, send me two separate videos. Okay. Um, but some casting directors are completely the opposite and they like it all in one long video. So it's kind of good to just sort of learn. And I, so many people do podcasts now and, and, and um, interviews online and stuff like that where they you can probably figure out what their preferences are or if you've taped for them before you might know what their preferences are they might put it in the self-tape instructions um for me personally I mean I I don't mind either way and actors can do it either way but it's easier for me if it, they're in separate videos because then if we watch both as the casting director if we watch both takes and go actually I think that takes better I'm only going to send that take to the director because I think they have a better chance with that take, then it's much easier for me to just do that. Otherwise I have to go in and spend time editing it. Okay, yeah. Um, so that for, that for me is just my, it helps my process go quicker. Um, <laughs> um, and, and I think absolutely, if you genuinely have two different ideas about how this scene could be, and you, from the context you've got about the scene, and the character description, you're like, oh, there are, I feel like there's two different ways to play this. Um, and especially for the smaller roles where there is a little bit more open to interpretation sometimes than like a leading role where you get a, you know, maybe a bit more of a bulky character description so you can be a bit more precise. Um, I think it's absolutely fine to send in two takes, but just make sure they're different. Make sure there's, there's a reason you're sending them in and don't just do it for the sake of it. Don't go, oh, I want two shots at this. I'll just do two takes for the sake of it. Um, only do it if you genuinely think, oh, there's, yeah, there are two different ways I could do this. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. No worries. Uh, Celine. Hello. Um, oh, it's been such a great workshop. Um, I feel like I've learned so much from your notes on for everybody as well so, so useful yeah yeah really really useful and these scenes all of them are so brilliant to like have to excavate what's really going on they're so, they're really good I guess you can really see what what people bring to it from these scenes because they're so bare um my question is 
Um, so day play roles can, so I, 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 go, I go up for a lot of day, day play roles and, and I get quite a few, which is I'm so grateful for. I was wondering if you look at someone's CV and they've got like one episode, one episode, one episode, two episodes, like if that is something that will put you off bringing somebody in for a bigger role, if you can get kind of put into that like section or if that's just like the way it works is that you go for one you have you get one episodes of things and then it kind of expands. I think I think um for me personally that doesn't make me go no they can't do a, a bigger role just because they've only done smaller roles before it doesn't mean you're not capable of doing a bigger role <laughs> for me, but that's my personal take on it. And I think it's great. I think the majority of actors do start out building those smaller roles and those credits. And then until, you know, and they build up and build up and they get uh, maybe a more featured character across one episode rather, you know, sometimes you'll have one scene and then you might get a more featured character where you've got maybe four or five scenes and then it might build again to like a guest lead or so I think you're always building and you're always looking to build um and I think it's great I know on I know on IMDB it says you know how many episodes that you've been in of something but on Spotlight it doesn't it just says the production and the character you played it doesn't actually say that you've only done yeah episode so um so for me personally what I'm looking for when I'm going through suggestions, there's a there's a multitude of different things and it, it changes from project to project as well. You know, if I'm doing comedy, I'll be looking to see, have they got any comedy credits? And if they don't, then I'll be looking at their reel to see if you've got any comedy on your reel to show me that that's something that you can do or that you, you know, you have that, that, um, that skill or, you know, that essence about you that I think, oh yeah, no, actually they could be really good in this role um so there's a there's a multitude of things that would make me decide who I'm gonna call in for an audition or have to do a self-tape um and and yeah like to go back to the the very beginning of your question I don't for me personally I wouldn't go oh they've only played small roles they can't do a bigger role because <laughs> all that experience you've had on set doing those smaller roles has built up your your ex your experience and your um knowledge of, of camera work and, and be, being on those types of shows um to kind of build you to the point where you are ready to do those roles mm. or you know it's and sometimes it's more to do with the the character and the specific role um you know we might be doing casting an episode of something where or a film where there's none of the bigger characters feel right for you but we're like, oh, but I really like them as an actor. I'd love to get them in this. And it might be a case that there is only a small scene that we have that would be right for you, but we'd rather have you in it than not, <laughs> or you know, auditioning than not auditioning. Mm. And then when the bigger roles come up, we'll bring you in for the bigger roles because we're like, no, they're completely capable. I've seen them do lots of self-tapes. I've seen them do, do their, their parts on TV and they're, they're absolutely capable of, of doing a bigger role. That's really good. And just quick, because you just mentioned comedy reels. Is it worth having a comedy reel and a drama reel separate? I prefer it because it, again, for me, it makes my life easier. Yeah. If you have everything, and it's, you know, sometimes you might feel, oh, I don't have enough material to, to warrant having two separate reels. 
Um, but for me, if I'm casting comedy, it's really useful for me to go, oh, they've got a comedy reel. I'll watch that because yeah. that's going to have all the stuff I need. And then I might also watch the drama reel just to see if there's anything, you know, if if there's if I'm not getting quite what I need from the comedy reel, there might be something on the drama reel that's lighter drama, but still, you know, w is useful to me to inform my decision. Whereas if you have one reel, if I'm going through it, trying to find the right scene that, to watch for me to make my decision, because um, you know sometimes we'll skip through to try and find the show that we want to to see if you've got that on your reel um, we might miss something so we're mm. kind of if we're skipping through so if you've got two separate reels um, yeah. it definitely for me helps and is easier and even if one of the reels is just one scene it that's fine yeah it, <laughs> it makes, makes so much sense, sense. Um, but yeah it just it just helps us I think and, and makes our lives easier um, if you have the time to do that, or if you have, you know, specific drama material and specific comedy material. Makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. Um, Ellie. Hi again, thanks. Um, yeah, someone that kind of answered the question. I was, I, I feel like I know the answer to this anyway, but I just wanted to clarify, because earlier on you had said, um, you know, uh, oh, you might see something in one take at the beginning of the scene and then something in the second take at the at the end of the scene and you kind of go oh they can I like how they do that and then they can do that so I like this person and therefore you might bring them in um so that in that scenario um those two takes perhaps aren't diff aren't that different but you've seen something at the beginning of one that you liked and something at the end of the other and I feel like that happens I'm sure that everyone would like feel this that that happens so much like when you're filming a take you're like oh, I love the beginning of that but I hate the end or um you know, the, the beginning isn't so strong, but the ending's really nice, you know? And, and I just wonder like, if, yeah, if there's ever an, a, a time that you can send two takes that have that, that it's the same kind of tone and other choices are similar, um, but there are slightly different moments in it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like you've made completely different choices. They're just different moments within the, between the two takes. Or do you rather not have them both? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think if there's clear differences in turn, like, basically I just don't w don't want to watch the same thing twice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But if, if there are different nuances, even if you've not made a, a, a massive different character choice, if there are two takes where there, there, there are clearly different nuances and different things in each of them that you can pick out and go, oh, that was different, then I think that's, worth sending in especially if you feel oh there's a really strong beginning to that one a really strong ending to that other one mm. and they and it, they're clearly different in terms of the nuance within them um then I think it's fine to send both in because then it can you know especially if you don't have time or you know to then put those two together and try and get the best one take that you can um, which sometimes you don't sometimes you you know you ask for a tape the next day and you don't have a, a lot of time to mm -hmm. to get it across I think that personally for me that's I, I don't mind that I just I think it's important that there are clearly different nuances yes there. yeah 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 um and then I also just wanted to ask as well like you had mentioned the things that you're working on your own projects and I just wondered um like if you're able to say kind of what genre or what sort of things they are or what, what sort of things that you aspire to be doing like in the future. Do you know what I aspire to be doing 
ev- everything. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love film and I love TV. I also love theatre. Um, and it's kind of one of the things I love about casting is that there's so many different, it's so diverse within what it is. There's mm. so many, you know, you can do comedy, you can do drama, you can do action, you can do fantasy. And there's always a new script to explore and new characters to explore. And that's what I love is, is having that new challenge each time. Um, so I feel like the, all of the work I've done up to this point has had quite a lot of variety in it. Mm. I've been very, very lucky and fortunate to, to work with different people and also be offered opportunities to, to cast some of my own stuff that are all, they can't, they're very, all very different. Um, and so I think that's what I aspire to keep doing is nice. keep working on yeah. all those different things and, and taking on new challenges because it can be really scary sometimes to get, you know, maybe a genre you've not done before or, or something a little bit different that you've done before. And, but then that's great because there's a whole new world of actors to explore that maybe you haven't, like, I don't think I've not really done any action and anything where, you know, you need actors with, and you know, sometimes you'll cast actors and then they'll go and learn the fights and learn the fight skills, mm. but to have the, the challenge of like, oh, okay, now I'm going to investigate this whole new world of like, let me look at these, let me look, I'm specifically looking for actors who have those fighting skills or like sword fighting or like it's it's really interesting to explore you find new people all the time mm. um, and I and I find that really exciting and I love finding new actors and, and meeting new people and and giving new people opportunities so it's so yeah I think yeah, yeah. to keep to keep doing what I'm doing and keep doing as much as I can would be my yeah. aspiration yeah nice thank you <laughs> no um Carrie Okay, I, I think I'm known by the QAs for annoying everybody because I have too many questions mm-hmm. and I seem to put it on, but I'm, I'll just go for it. So the first um, question I have is um, is kind of piggybacking on someone else's. If you have all these day roles um, or if you have these tiny small roles and they're not significant enough but you and it doesn't show enough about you as an actor, would it be better to send your material with better um, longer self tapes, like with uh, either a monologue or a, a scene, instead of showing all these tiny little bits that you've done. In terms of your, if you were sending your reel in, or right. if you were auditioning yeah. for a specific part. Because uh, exactly. if you're auditioning for a specific part, then I, you're auditioning for that specific part, so we kind of don't need your reel as well, because we probably will have already watched it. But if you mean as an overview of like who you are as an actor, um, yeah. Yeah, I like think that. I think it can be good to have your re like especially. I mean, we normally look at everything on on spotlight, and I think it can be good to have a reel of all your professional work and all the things you've been in, even if they're all like the smaller things. But then also, if you wanted to put up like a really good self tape you've done, which is a bit more meaty, and shows you know you get to dig in a bit more to a deeper character there. Um, or a monologue where you get to dig in a bit bit deeper, you can add extra videos on Spotlight and that can be quite useful if we're looking for something a bit more and looking for something a bit more meaty um, to see if you've you've got that, uh, you can, you know, carry a scene like that. Um, mm. Then it can be quite useful to see that. And I, 
every, like I keep saying, everybody's different. Everyone has different opinions and everyone has different preferences. Um, but I absolutely don't mind seeing, you know, monologues or, or, or really good self tapes where it's something that you've done a really good job on and you think, yeah, actually that's really good. That shows me in a different light to what you see on my main reel of like maybe the smaller day player roles that you might have on there. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm coming from my perspective. I actually, I'm coming from the opera world and stage. I did lots of, and I live in Germany. So they, when I spoke to some casting directors, they said, okay, show us, show us a, scene, a, 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 a reel that you have, and then we'll come and see you live. They can't see me live because I live in Germany. And the roles I have are so insignificant on, on German television. And I don't even think they would understand what I'm saying. Um, that I think the the best thing is just with reels and I mean like with the monologue stuff and thing and now and also knowing that you probably see um, someone said that they have 3000 um, applications per day of people that they don't know so and you would probably only see 30 seconds or 60 seconds of them so for you to get a better judgment of me would probably just be that reel as you said or a monologue you like monologues um, so is, is that what I'm understanding yeah yeah and I think yeah especially if you if your all of your other work is in a, a you know a non-English language um absolutely send send something through where you're speaking in English because we predominantly will be casting projects in the English language so it's great for us to see you acting in in that language um and it's all and it's great you know it we can see your other credits on your CV and see that you've worked and done stuff perhaps in in Germany um but yeah, and I also actually personally would prefer a duologue to a monologue, even if it's like the other the other person's off camera and it's like more like a self-tape duologue, um, just because then you get the back and forth and you see, I can see your, your understanding of pace and your understanding and your ups and downs through the scene and the, and bouncing off of another character. Because most film and TV, isn't monologue it's talking to somebody so that gives me a better indication of of how you um interact and react and stuff okay and then my second question that was actually that was this is the original second question is what is your process with choosing people for smaller roles do you you get uh, you look there's you look at them on spotlight you look at the reel um would you would you prefer someone who's already had the professional experience with doing these small roles uh, as opposed to someone who has this other uh, thing like with me on theater with theater and hasn't been signed yet um, and do would you then have them come in and audition for you live even if it's a really small role or would you just rely on the self tape itself for small roles at the moment it's uh and maybe before this too, I'm trying to remember back to before COVID, <laughs> but especially like in the last year and a half, pretty much, uh, unless it's like a, a bigger role where we really need to meet you, um, to work with you. We've been casting most small roles off of self tapes. Um, and then if we need to read, if we see a self tape and we're like, oh, they're really good. Well, let's recall a few people. It'll be over Zoom. Um, so it's, so at the, at the moment, especially from what I've been doing recently, I've been with smaller roles, predominantly we've been casting them off of self tapes. Um, 
just because so so many the actors we've had tape just nail it like you know you'll you'll get a selection a short list of people who you're like I could cast any of them in this role and they do a really good job and then you sort of have the discussion about who's going to fit best into the construct of what we already have and who we've already cast um so it's very much like a jigsaw puzzle I think casting sometimes of like fitting everything together and making sure everything works together as well because there's so many talented actors out there like all of you guys um and and there's only so many numbers of roles so even I think it's even a win to get an audition nowadays like well it has you know it always is but just to be asked to do a self-tape is is quite a, a win because there's so many people suggested per role hundreds of them um and we'll probably only for for smaller roles maybe see between is is it's much easier if we do it we can see more people on, if we're doing self-tapes too like if you're calling people into the room you have the room for a certain amount of time and you have to give everyone a set amount of time and it's you can see less people whereas when you're doing self-tapes you can actually invite more people to self-tape and maybe take a chance on someone that you haven't met before or don't really know because you think oh actually I really like their reel they're really interesting let's give them a shot with this and see what they do because you know I could uncover someone really interesting and and that's really exciting for us um so I'm just rambling on now <laughs> but, but this is this goes on to my second part of this question is that do you choose people then if you have so many people auditioning for you do you choose people then more by recommendation or do you have agent suggestions or do you say I will choose this person because I saw them live on stage and then you know I mean where would you all of the above um if I've recently seen with someone on stage and I remember them and I'm like oh yeah they were really and then a part comes up and I'll go oh they'd be really good for that part I'd, I would love to see what they do on on screen too I'd love let's get let's have them do a self-tape because I thought they were so good on stage and what I saw would be really good for what we're casting now then absolutely I'd, I'd want to bring them in um likewise if an agent you know specifically recommends someone to me um and it's you know an agent who I, I work with a lot and and trust and you know we have really like we have really good relationships with all the agents and and um and it's but you build certain relationships with with some people where you perhaps have a closer relation working relationship and so when they suggest you someone who you don't know you might take a chance on that person because you think okay well they understand how I work and they understand my taste so let's let's I, I trust that suggestion let's give that person a go um, and likewise, if I just see see someone on Spotlight who I don't necessarily know, but I think I really like their reel, um, and maybe they don't have that many credits, but I think they've done a really nice job with their reel, and they feel like the right center of gravity for the role that we're casting, I'm I'm I'd be inclined to give them a chance to show me what they can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a self tape as well. And then when you do finally choose somebody to recommend to a director, how many people do you choose per role? To give to a director further is it just one person that you suggest or do you suggest like five and it also it depends on the team you're working with sometimes you'll send some directors want to see every single person that you've brought in um to self-tape they might want to see all of the self-tapes some might want you to make a selection so then you maybe would now you'd narrow it down to as many as you thought were were on the money for the role so that could be anything between like two people and ten people 
um, to send it across to the director. It really, really varies. And part of our job is what is working with the director and, and the producers and forming that relationship of knowing how they like to work as well. And, and if they want to see everybody or if they just want to see a handful of the, of the best people who for that part. Um, so it really varies job to job. But basically two to 10 and no more than that. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my numbers as like, <laughs> as a, it's exactly that. It really honestly varies completely job to job and person to person and character to character as well. Okay. I'm, I'm I definitely finished now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Um, Richard. Hello, thank you very much for this question. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, just a, a quick uh, couple of questions. Um, I know that it's it's quite difficult. You don't want to hear about people's sob stories or anything else. Um, but uh, um, at the moment, I'm uh, in a huge amount of pain because of um, I'm waiting for an operation on Thursday to on my arm, etc. And I know that particularly in the self tapes that I've done fairly recently that I've got feedback like, for instance, oh, uh, he, he looked a bit tense in his shoulders. <laughs> um, um, and one came back and said, oh, um, he, he needed to learn the lines just that little bit better uh, to get more fluidity. And um, I'm on massive painkillers at the moment. So trying to learn lines or even trying to stay awake is actually really difficult. Now, my question is, is without and I hate it that you know you don't want to sound like you're just making the excuse but do you tell the casting director that do you make a footnote does it go against you are you better just not saying anything um etc I just don't know where to play it yeah by Thursday I'll be fine and I'll be okay and won't be in so much pain anymore. but it's it's like well if something like ha this happens again how much do you say you know that you've you've had this problem or whatever I don't know how much do you bring in or just don't bring any of it in I think for my money um I absolutely wouldn't mind if you said you know if you or you had your agent say whichever way if you're going directly to casting director or or if you're going through your agent for this for a certain project um if they just say just so you know he ha you know he has a problem with his shoulder right now he's having an operation on Thursday so if he seems a bit tense um, that's the reason why, because then I'm in, I can see and I can go, oh, okay, that's not, that's not him. That's actually a, a, a physiological, physiological <laughs> issue that he's having right now, which is going to be fixed next week. <laughs> so, you know, especially if sometimes, you know, we might have more time and we might, we might, and this is, you know, it's, it would be unusual, but say, you got a self tape and we were asking for it for the next day or you know it might be sometimes so we can process it all by the end of the week um if you were to say oh i'm having this operation on this day if they actually could wait for the self tape they might then say oh why doesn't he do it after his operation yeah because then maybe you'll do a better job and i don't know how long your recovery is going to be after this operation but but I mean, sometimes there is a bit of leeway in that as well. So it can be useful for you to say something so that if there is any chance um, and, and it would be very rare because we are often pushed for time. Yeah. <laughs> but if there was any chance that that could 
uh, be a possibility, then that would give you a better chance because you'd feel more comfortable when you actually got round to doing the tape. Um, yeah. So I personally think, I personally think that you, it's it's a good thing to make the casting director aware of. So they can understand, you know, if they're watching it going, oh, he was a bit tense there, or oh, he didn't, wasn't quite on top of his lines. They can actually have a bit more empathy for the situation and go, oh, but that's, there's a reason for that. So maybe, you know, let's wait till he's better and, and see him again when, when he's better. Yeah, I did. I did with one casting director who came back and said I wasn't. Um, I needed to know the lines that little bit better, um, and I did. I did. I thought, well, look, you know, I've probably blown it, but <laughs> so I might as well. But did say to her, look, I'm on a lot of painkillers at the moment, which means I, I can't think straight at all. Um, and I did send them a self tape of something else I'd done, but was similar. Um, and um, I mean, she did write back and say, well, that's brilliant and fantastic. I still didn't get the job, but never mind. Um, but um, yes, I mean, is that something that you could perhaps do is send a tape and go, well, this is me in normal non-drugged version. Yeah, Something else. I think so. And, you know, sometimes it might not make a, a difference in, in the moment, but it will. I think it's good for, for us to understand if you're having a particular personal struggle at the time to understand that and then you know to see something that perhaps you're you feel a bit more like this is more me and I feel a lot more proud of this particular piece of work that's and it's good that you picked something that was of a similar vibe because that shows them oh okay oh, I see yeah that's okay good and it's nice that that person replied to you as well because yeah. you know it shows that they understood and and you know even if you didn't get the job that doesn't necessarily mean that what you that it wasn't good or that you didn't do the right thing in that situation um you know they'll probably call you back in for another role in the future <laughs> but it's, it's it, I think it's good to to speak up especially if you're going through something you know and to be honest about it because we are uh, I mean we are understanding of stuff like that and I think it would be wrong for us not to be because you know everyone people go through things sometimes and you can't um you can't you, it's not fair to judge them on a on a specific moment in their life where you know they might in a couple of months or weeks be a completely different person and be a bit you know be feeling better in themselves to be able to do a, a better job that they feel more proud of yeah that makes sense yes it does yeah I mean there's some things that I've um so I went for a, a sword fighting job. Well, it's fine because I'm right-handed. Now this arm's fine. <laughs> I do everything with that. So I didn't actually mention it at all um, because I just thought, well, I'm not going to use my left arm. So unless I'm doing rapier and dagger, but it was, it was, you know, uh, just rapier. Um, and then that was okay. Um, but uh, so, you know, that in that situation, I wouldn't necessarily mention it, but, um, but yeah, and just one very quick question is um, to do with self-tapes. Um, a casting director once showed us a self-tape of a mate of his that did um, for an audition, which he landed. And he particularly, he actually went out and filmed it in a sort of similar location. He even um, went as far as, he even got a wig and so forth. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about, uh, rather than just a blue wall, is actually going out and filming it? on a location do you think that's just too much too messy or would you think that's quite good what was yeah, which, if it's done well if it's done well I think go for it yeah. if it helps you as well just think about what helps you as an actor if if doing that makes your performance 
better and feel more authentic, mm. then go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if if it feels like, oh, I'm just putting too much on this and now it's not fit, feel, it feels like it's becoming too complicated, then maybe take it back to strip it down again. Yeah. Um, but if it really helps you as an actor, then absolutely. And it's fine to send both, one with a blue backdrop and one with going yeah. outside and doing it in the street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go cool. for it. <laughs> that's for today it's been a real pleasure no pleasure. my pleasure the pleasure's all mine <laughs> oh bless you <laughs> um raya oh did she hear me i said raya sorry internet <laughs> or what um thank you for this it's just been great so um um so my question is really about um being seen my agent at the moment only seems to focus on commercials and i'm just not getting any tv film auditions at all which is just very frustrating um so i guess my question is is it I mean, I know casting directors don't generally don't seem to mind you writing directly to them. It's just really what is the best thing to send? I've, I've started creating because I've been doing quite a few of these little workshops, which I found so valuable for me, not only to get some really nice scenes on tape that I can then use. Um, I've been dropping them into Vimeo and create like I've created a little folder that says kind of, you know, girlfriend or detective or romantic drama um and then I've put like a protected password on it and so I'm thinking is that okay to send to casting directors is that helpful is it too much to look at to choose from um I think absolutely I think that's great to have um and it's good to have that sort of library of different, different genres and different different characters um there um my the only thing I don't like is when I get sent videos in the body of an email like as an attachment links are so much better because otherwise our emails get so clogged up and those if someone sends me an attachment that's like a big video file that's the kind of email that I, I'll read it but then I'll delete it because I don't I can't have it will make my emails really slow basically <laughs> <laughs> um so I think having a link like that where it has all of your stuff on <coughs> as well as send, and as well as attaching your spotlight link um is perfect because it keeps it short and sweet we can click on that link see what we need to see um and it just makes the whole process a lot easier um so I think yeah absolutely and I would say if you're writing directly to people you know, don't write a massive long email, keep it short and sweet and to the point, um, you know, about why you're emailing and, and here's my stuff. I'd love, you know, maybe you know something they're casting and you'd love to be considered or, you know, it's, it feels like the kind of genre you'd be right for. You might, you might even know from your agent if they've seen roles come out on, on Spotlight that there's a specific role that you might be right for. Um, but yeah, so I think having links is, is really good. So I think what you've done is, is quite a good idea. <laughs> is it? Thank you. Um, few. <laughs> um, the other question, just on the back of that, what you send to casting directors in an email, 
Um, so this last year has been kind of a nice creative year for me, although obviously also a traumatic year for everyone. Um, so I've been making kind of little narr narrative short films and things. Um, is that too much information to send to a casting director in one go? Should I kind of save things to share separately? Because I've, I've been sending emails saying, you know, here's a link to my showreel, here's a link to my self tapes, and here's a link to some, some work I've produced myself. Um, but is that too much? Is it like overload? Should I like hold things I back think, and choose my own? have it all on one email. Um, you know, we might not look at it all at once, but it's good to have it there so that, especially because, you know, there's so many different chains of emails and we get so many emails. If we then go, oh yes, that, that, that woman, Raya, she, I, I liked, you know, maybe I watched one thing and I, I want to go back and see her other stuff. Um, then it's easier to find that one email than lots of different ones. Okay. Um, so I think it's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Tanya. Oh, I managed to unmute myself. <laughs> um, I think it's, yeah, I, I haven't really got a question. I think it's been really, really good today. Um, I've learned loads just from watching everyone and you, you know, giving everyone notes and stuff, which has been fab. Um, I wanted to read a Brian Cranston quote, if I may because we're all kind of striving to say the right thing to the right person. And I'm not sure there is a right thing to the, to the right person is just, this is what he says, basically, I love it. It doesn't matter if you're good, if you're just good, you won't succeed. If you have patience and persistence and talent, and that's it, you will not have a successful career as an actor. The elusive thing you need is luck. <laughs> and that's so true isn't it let's face it I think that's just you know it's just being in the right place at the right time saying the right thing to the person who takes on board what you say in the way that means they look at you again and maybe cast you um yeah that's yeah, true and sometimes being you know you can create your own luck as well there's a lot a lot over lockdown a lot of really especially in the comedy world some really brilliant sketch comedy writers and performers mm. who've just exploded on Twitter and, and Instagram but then there isn't a certain amount of luck of the right people shared their work and the right people saw yeah. it and liked it. Um, but it is, you know, it did come from hard, hard work as well. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a, there's a truth in both of those things, working hard, but also having, just having keeping, the luck. Keeping wow. to, just keeping persisting and, and kind of, um, what did someone say? Every time you go and do a, a self tape, just think, well, I performed, you know, I've done what I love doing. I performed whether it, whether I get the job or not, which is easy to say when you're Brian Cranston and you're earning mega yeah. bucks, you but know. It's hard for years to get Yeah, away. there is that. Yeah, I did see some of the stuff he was in and the, the commercials. I think there was a um, an Anasol commercial or something, some bum cream. And I was just like, yeah, you know, he's gone from that to this. Yeah, yeah, no, he's brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, well, thank, and thank you for your work as well. <laughs> oh, it's been fab. It's been fab just watching everyone today. It's been brilliant. Yeah, it, it really has. Everyone's been fab. Um, Kate. Hello. Um, thanks for that, Tani. I don't have such an inspiring quote to go after that, but uh, <laughs> uh, I actually have a really boring question. Um, it's more technical. There are no boring questions. <laughs> 
Um, an actor friend of mine had mentioned to me that uh, to recommend not using ring lights as part of self tapes because you can see the ring in the eyes. And I'm wondering, is that off putting for you as a casting director to see? Because it's such an easy setup, the ring light. Is it annoying for you as an, a casting director to see that? Um, or is it grand? Personally, I don't mind at all. <laughs> um but like as I've said all the way through everybody's different it's not a pet peeve of mine it's not something I go oh no they're using a ring light you know ring lights are great they can really like illuminate you and they create a really nice lighting effect so I think if you have one and you want to use it go for it nice one thank you (laughs) no worries uh just in there hi again (laughs) yeah sorry there's this might seem a really random question, but um, I like doing extra work because, you know, you get free food and just being on set around it, absolutely love it. And a few of them have been coming through recently um, and I'll say the show and then I'll say a one-line dialogue. So I'm guessing that's like a small role. So I wonder for those ones then, is that an AD or whoever's in charge selecting that one dialogue or will that go to you to be like, oh, there's one dialogue that, I found that quite interesting. It's only been recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would most likely come, if it's coming through a supporting artist agency, that will probably be an AD coming to the agency. Because if it was coming from us, because we do cast one line roles, um, it would come from us and it would come from your main agent. If you, you know, if you have a main acting agent, if you're also with a, a, a supporting artist agency and it was coming through them, it would most likely come from an AD. I'm sure that's not the case 100% of the time, um, but, but I probably for the most part it would be. Um, yeah, if that makes sense. No, yeah, definitely. Cause I saw yeah, that definitely like- some roles where we'll go through with with the team and go, oh, that role only has one line. Perhaps they could be a supporting artist rather than a cast actor who we audition. Um, But that, you know, it really varies from project to project and and production to production where you do that. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. No worries. Uh, Ellie. Hi, thanks. I'm on like round two. Um, Yeah. I have a question, this is a technical question, this is, this is a boring one. When you said um, don't attach the video, I was thinking how when you put a link in an email, um, it just seems to attach the video automatically. Is that an attachment or is it just the way it's presented, do you think? No, I think it's just the way it's presented. Right, okay, sometimes cool. Sometimes it might show like a thumbnail of, of what... Yeah, but I think sometimes you can click on it and you can just play it and it looks like it's playing from the email. Right. I was suddenly worrying because I was like, oh, that definitely happens to me all the time. I think if you're putting in a link rather than attaching a file, it's fine. Mm. It's the file sizes that are the problem, whereas links are like different things. They're like a, a yeah. link. If something pops it's up, embedded. Play, yes. yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it is. But okay. as long as it's not taking up loads of space in my inbox, it's fine. Mm, I know, <laughs> that's why I wanted to check. So I, was like, <laughs> I, think links, I think links are absolutely fine. And if they happen to have a thumbnail attached that then pops out and plays, um, that I, I doubt that's not an attachment. It's mm-hmm. yeah cool that's good yeah um and I do have one more quick question um and I think again I feel like I know the answer to this one but I did a self-tape and I really loved it and to this day I still feel like it's one of my favorite self-tapes and it was for a feature film 
that hasn't been made and it was like a few years ago and I look at it and it's been in pre-production and it still hasn't been made um and it and the cast is, is they they cast it you know what I mean like I didn't get the job and there's no sort of hope for that but I really liked my tape and um I really want to use it like I feel like it's such a, a great like, I, I just feel like it's more of the vibe I want to be giving out mm. and I was just thinking about um who was it that said Ray Raya talked about the Vimeo um sort of profile and putting the password on it and I wondered if, if I put that kind of self-tape in a private password uh sort of profile like that is that allowed or would you just be like I don't want to see this I would check with the casting director who cast the project if you're allowed to yeah use it. yeah oh yeah it, it okay. might still, it might still be you can't use it because it's not it's not um transmitted it's not you know been transmitted yet it's not it's not out so we don't want that material out there yeah um because it's yeah. you know copyright but yeah. um but yeah so I, I would just check in with the casting director and ask if you're allowed to use that scene mm. on protected link yeah yeah good shout thank you <laughs> no worries and Carrie I just a few piggyback questions. Um, you were talking about um, people on social media. Is there have you ever heard of anyone being cast from social media, or do you do that ever? As if well? they were cast, if they'd have to audition. If they'd not acted before, I wouldn't just cast someone from just because of their social media. <laughs> like I mean, these little plays and stuff like that. You know. Um, sorry. What did you? Sorry. What did I just. Oh, because you know sometimes they they do little scenes on their Instagram and or and they have all these followers. I mean, and then and they do little yeah little plays. They write their own things and do it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, that's something that really isn't important. Or some people might some people might cast directly from that. I can't speak for everybody, but if I if I liked what they were doing on their Instagram and I thought they'd be really good for this role, I'd still have them audition with the material that we're that we have. Because you need to make sure they they slot into what you're doing and they work with the the rest of what you're building. Um, so I personally, for me, I would still have them audition. But that's something you are that people actually do. They would look at social media as an important casting tool. Sometimes, yeah, it really really depends on the character and what you're going for. If you're looking for a complete unknown. Um, or if you're looking for someone who maybe has a bit of profile already or someone who ha maybe hasn't been in something but they do have profile and there's evidence that they're actually good at what they do um, it, there's so many different variable factors I think it really just it, de it depends project to project um, and role to role okay and just one technical thing I think someone was mentioning this you said you prefer um, having all their links on in an in email to you um, if you on their spotlight, you have your reels there already, or do you prefer just having the spotlight plus having other individual links like private links from YouTube there or, or is the spotlight link enough for you? The spotlight links definitely enough if you've got your materials on spotlight because you can obviously add your videos on spotlight and you can have more than one on there. Um, if, you, if all your stuff's on there, it is much easier just to see the spotlight link and to go, oh, okay, great. That's all of their stuff all in one place. Super easy for me to read and see. And, and just to know how you work, do you have like, do you look at the people's headshots uh, and submit it to the director first before you actually send them the, uh, ask them to do self tapes? No, we, we go through, we go, I would go through spotlight and make selections based 
I, I would look at it depend, depending on how long I've got and, and the project, you know, we try to look at everybody. Um, if I'm getting hundreds or thousands of submissions, it's not necessarily doesn't always go into the thousands, but you know, sometimes you might have 500 suggestions for a role and you just, there's not enough time to look at every single person. So you'll go through um, and you'll, you maybe select certain people um, and then I would, I base it on looking at your, your show reels and, and CVs. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. Um, last but not least, Richard. No, I've already said my question. Sorry. Oh, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize my hand was up, my virtual hand. <laughs> your virtual hand. I can't raise the other hand, but I can raise this one, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No worries, no worries. Well, thank you so much, guys. It's thank been you, such Carrie. a pleasure to meet you all and to see all your work and to work with you and to um, sort of hopefully the advice I've given is is helpful and and um, the tips and stuff for self-tapes and, and, and just in general, um, hopefully you find it all useful in, in moving forward um, and carrying on with, with everything. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kerry. Run at it shouting. Do as he says. Run at it shouting. Ah.